everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic Can't Hardly Wait one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And we're at minute five, where uh, it begins with Preston running into the school, or I mm-hmm. guess running to the school. He is right. running across the street from where he has been dropped off by his dad to the right. school. Yep. And I have it ending with the very same breakfast pastry that I was consuming at that moment. Hey, Aaron. Uh-huh. Are you stoked to learn more than you ever wanted to know about Pop-Tarts? I am stoked to learn a reasonable amount about Pop-Tarts. Since the dawn of time... No, sorry. <laughs> so there's lightning happening. Yeah. And it's foggy until it isn't. Is that memory fog? I... I think it's gotta be. Or, well, so the minute... So Preston has dropped his books. Right. And it is, um, it has been raining. The ground is wet, so it could well be steam rising up from the pavement on a hot day, but it's October. Right. So probably not, but it is also California, so maybe. <laughs> Boy, that was a whiplashy ride I just took <laughs> I followed you, on. I followed you. <laughs> so he stoops to pick up his books, and a car pulls up. Yes. And as he's picking up the books, he looks up, and there she is. And that is when the fog clears and the sun comes out. Right, right. So I don't know that it's memory fog so much as, like, what is the word that I'm... Symbolic. Yes, thank you. Symbolic fog. I'm like, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like, if it's a symbol of something? (laughs) Stupid. It's late. (laughs) So, um, a... Uh, we go back to a sort of our, we don't want to introduce them yet, so we'll just show their feet uh, mm-hmm. section. Amanda gets out of the car. Yep. Uh, very, lots of legs, sort of 1990s girl sort of stuff going on. Yes. If and I may set the clothing scene for you. I, You know, I my only note about this section of the minute is uh, basically what are those on her shoes? So Cool. So yeah. she's basically wearing... They're not Keds, but they're the slightly chunkier version of a Ked-like sneaker. Cheds. That, that were, well... <laughs> it's so... That, I mean... <laughs> I had these. I think mine were from Target or Walmart. I'm pretty okay. sure that... Ever, these were... Hers were probably, like, name brand. They were probably, like, right. Steve Madden's. Right. But it was the same kind of, like... A white canvas sneaker, kind of like Keds, but also they had the, the um the rubber toe covering, more like a Converse, right? Would have, yeah. But they were they're heavier duty and like a little clunkier in the way that shoes in the late '90s were yeah. than either Keds or Chuck Taylors. And they didn't have much to speak of in terms of like I know it wasn't a like a slip on sort of situation, but it looked like there wasn't a lot of stuff on the back of the of the shoe is that is that was that just an illusion that i that i think that it? may have just okay. been an illusion i think i'm having memory fog so so I'll, I'll trust you on that so yeah it's sort of like a a chuck plus a ked plus a doc martin but all white yes and pretty i i have a feeling that many um of our listeners who were i'm gonna say teenage girls there may be yeah. some some boys i'm sure that we have some you know non-binary people yeah. listening who know exactly what I'm talking about because right. it was yeah. a very popular shoe style back then. Yes, so absolutely. So she's wearing like ankle socks and she's got a gold anklet on. Mm-hmm. And as we pan up her legs, she's in a sort of calico floral print that 
90s baby doll dress that, like, I mean, every 90s movie, the, the there were girls wearing this. Yep. Usually yep. with, like, a white baby doll t-shirt underneath, mm-hmm. but Amanda's wearing a cardigan. Right, because so it's October. Because it's October. Right. So we can't really see what her uh, baby doll t-shirt underneath her baby doll dress situation right. is. But it's an extremely 90s outfit. Um, there's a, I was thinking about you talking about uh, going up her legs, like mm-hmm. the camera going up her legs. Um, it's a very male, male gazy sort of shot. Yeah. But I'm going to forgive it this time because it is literally a memory of a boy that has had a crush on her. So, like, I feel like the male gaze is almost forgiven because that's the perspective of the memory. Yes. Also, in this one case. Yes. Also, it does mimic the seeing the feet panning up right. that we saw when we first met Preston. Right. So these right. are our two like main characters. These these are our hero and heroine of this right. movie. I mean, it, there's a bit of an there's an ensemble cast situation, so they're not yeah necessarily like the the leads in terms of most number of lines or whatever actually i feel like amanda doesn't have nearly as many lines as like denise does Mm -hmm. probably because denise talks just a lot but Uh (laughs) um it's weird like i'm feeling like i really relate to denise in a lot of ways yeah um in in ways that i don't relate to amanda but (laughs) um okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but no there i mean you know this is the story of preston who wants to talk to his crush amanda so these are the romantic leads of the movie right and i feel it's appropriate to introduce them in the same way yeah i agree so i will forgive forgives i will forgive I will forgive the male gazy. Plus, it doesn't like linger on her legs really. I, I guess it's just that there's so much. Uh, hey, the theme of the beginning of this podcast is my family and I are watching the Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. and one of the themes of the Brady Bunch is um, someone actually says on the show, "Do you think this dress is short enough?" <laughs> the dresses are literally like, "How do you do anything in that dress other than just walk on a non-windy day?" And yeah. I'm talking about like. Cindy, the nine-year-old, like yeah. on up through the you know the other girls. It's not yeah. like a mini skirt situation. It's a things are just this short. And my wife's mom remembers her mom making all her dresses that short because that was the fashion at the time. Yeah, it sort of feels like that. It feels like it's not a male gazy shot. It doesn't linger. It's just that so much leg is exposed. Yeah, that it's like okay. <laughs> Yeah. I guess, well, I guess we're honest- moving on up. <laughs> yeah, well, and honestly, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt is known for having big boobs. Yes. Rather than, like, legs, necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't even feel, like, it's not like they picked the thing that she's known for having, like, a great set of to linger right. on. It's uh-huh. just the way the skirt is. Yeah. It's, I mean, those those dresses were always, I was never comfortable in them because they always felt super short. Right. Right. But doesn't yeah. mean I didn't wear them, but I was not comfortable in them. <laughs> 90s high school. I wasn't yes. comfortable, but I had to wear it anyway. Yes. So Preston sees Amanda getting out of the car. Yes. It's her first day. We don't see Amanda because her hair is down and it's like blocking her face. As she, she like has her head down and her hair is like this curtain of brown hair blocking her face to the point where I'm not entirely convinced that this is the same actress who plays Amanda for most of the movie. 
because it doesn't I, look like the same hair. She's either wearing a slightly shorter wig right. or it's a different person. I would buy that it's not that it's not the same person. However, I love the coy cinematography that's going on here. Um because they're they they're maintaining this. I don't know if they needed to do pickup shots or and like the actress was already gone or what. But they're doing some really fun, mm-hmm. although kind of really lampshady sort of stuff with like make sure her face is blocked, make sure yeah. you keep not showing her face, which I love. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if it served a function too. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than just sort of like we haven't decided to reveal her yet. Um, but anyways. So uh, Preston, then now they're in class. Yes. And well, we now get our Preston fourth... is in class. Yes. And we get our fourth wall broken. Yep. Where Preston is telling us that he was enjoying a light breakfast. Yes. And I, I took the note, that is a strawberry Pop-Tart. You can tell by the sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Uh, strawberry Pop-Tarts have red and green sprinkles. Yep. Um, he will later confirm that it is a strawberry Pop-Tart, but... Um, We're not there yet. <laughs> I was showing off my Pop-Tart yeah. knowledge. Yeah. So let's learn about Pop-Tarts a little. Cool. Um, so they were introduced in 1964. They have a sugary filling seed in, seed, sealed inside two layers of thin rectangular pastry crust. Usually they're frosted. They're pre-cooked, but they're designed to be warmed in a toaster or a microwave. I've never heard of anyone warming their Pop-Tart in a microwave. Please at me. Yeah, no, we always did ours in the toaster oven. Yeah. I usually just eat them straight out of the packaging. Correct. But, but on the strawberry ones, I only like heated up. Interesting. I'm that way with cherry. Cherry, I do not like uh, not I've heated up. I've never had a cherry one. It's disappointing. Just eat a strawberry. Just most eat a strawberry of, instead. Most of the time when I eat Pop-Tarts, I tend to I tend to only really ever get uh, the s'mores ones. Mm-hmm. Which I don't... I'm sure those... Actually, maybe I should toast one of those tomorrow. Because yeah. they're probably really good warmed up. I just eat them straight out of the package. Strawberry, yeah. we had a lot growing up. Yeah. Um, it was always strawberry and... Oh, frosted strawberry. I cannot be more clear about that. What is the point of an unfrosted Pop-Tart? I'm sure will we will. T- I'm sure yeah, we'll get will, there. Yeah, we'll talk about the frosting, the genesis of frosting. Um, but it was always that or the brown sugar cinnamon, which is Kevin's favorite. I don't care for them. I think they're dry and uh, not very enjoyable, but they are a Pop-Tart, so I will eat them if they're all that we have. Um it's I it's won't. sad that. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I fair. won't. Um, I, I prefer blueberry and strawberry uh, above almost anything else. Yeah, blue. Now I really want a strawberry pop tart heated up in the toaster oven, which I can't do because we have a regular like pop up toaster, not a toaster oven. But we do have right. an oven oven. Well, it says you. Can, it says microwave. You should try microwaving it. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I feel point. like it. There's a mushy factor that's going to happen yeah. there. Yeah. But maybe uh, not. I don't know. If you yeah. just nuke it for like 10 seconds, maybe not. Uh, they are usually sold in pairs inside Mylar, previously foil packages, and do not require refrigeration. So uh, it's the most popular Kellogg's brand. It sells millions of units each year, and they are mostly in the United States, but they're also in Canada, the UK, Ireland, New Z- and New Zealand. Uh, they were discontinued in Australia in 2005 and then brought back in 2014 with two flavors, Strawberry Sensation and Chocotastic. Okay. I don't know why they were continued. So they were introduced as not frosted in 1964. That tracks. Because... I don't know why you would introduce something with frosting and then take the frosting away. Right. Right. They didn't think that the frosting would make it through the toaster. Oh. So... Okay. They didn't frost it because they were like, we can't frost it. 
but then they were like, oh, wait, we can. This frosting is basically like plastic, which is fine. I love Pop-Tarts. Yes. Um, <laughs> but let's not get it twisted. The frosting is not going anywhere. Um, so the first uh, Pop-Tarts that came out uh, were in four different flavors. Strawberry, blueberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and apple currant. Uh, okay. Three of which have survived, and the apple currant of which I've never heard of, and I can't really imagine what an apple pit Pop-Tart tastes like. Although well, now I kind of really want one. Well, if it's apple currant, currant is kind of cherry-ish. Oh. Oh. So it would be like a, probably like a sweet and tart. Oh. Honestly, hmm. it would probably be pretty good. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. But most um, people don't know what a currant is. Right. So They aren't, they aren't up on their current events. Um, yep. In 2010, there was a temporary Pop-Tart store in New York City that closed on December 31st of that year. Um, okay. It's funny that it was a pop-up. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was a Pop-Tart store. Never mind. Um, as of 2014, uh, sales of Pop-Tarts have increased uh, every year for 32 straight years. Okay. So t- from 2014 back 32 years, it's only gotten more popular. Okay. Um, and uh, I have a link for uh, a HuffPost article uh, about the best-selling Pop-Tart flavors. Okay. Um and uh, I will put that in the show notes. I have it here in my notes. Um, what would you guess? There's a tie, according to Kellogg's, of the two most popular flavors of Pop-Tart. I would say strawberry. Yes. And I'm going to say brown sugar cinnamon. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, HuffPost made the baffling uh, journalistic uh, editorial that they did a taste test in their offices and brown sugar cinnamon won over strawberry. I believe those are rigged and I will never read HuffPost again. Did um, they give people unfrosted strawberry? Because They I must will, have. Because here's the thing. I will take, like, if I have to do a taste test, I cannot yeah. imagine that I would like an unfrosted strawberry Pop-Tart better than the brown sugar cinnamon because the Correct. frosting, I feel like it cuts the dryness Yes, a lot. Because the, the pastry part of Pop-Tarts is really dry. It's like a shortbread yeah. almost. Like, yeah. very dry and crumbly. So you need that frosting just to make some, like, texture difference. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I didn't write it down for whatever reason, but... uh. The technology of Pop-Tarts was uh, created at first uh, for making dog food. They wanted to have a moist <laughs> inside and a dry outside so that the moist the wouldn't kibble. dry out. So, yeah. Interesting. So that was, that was the, uh, that. Uh, and then finally, um, when, uh, oh, uh, we'll get back to the movie. Uh, we had a drama party where I was assigned to do desserts. Yep. And what I did for desserts was... I believe they were the s'mores, uh, or maybe they were just chocolate pop uh, pop tarts that I cut into little chunks, put uh, toothpicks in, and put in the refrigerator and served as a dessert mm-hmm. because I was uh, um, lazy. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> if I recall, so, though, they all got eaten. They were good. I mean, come on. Um, so my I, I looked up most popular uh, pop tart flavors because. Of what happens uh, later in this minute. So let's uh, let's move on in the minute. Yes. So Preston has broken the fourth wall. He is sitting at his desk talking directly to the camera about his breakfast pastry. Mm-hmm. When lo and behold, of all the gin joints in all the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who would walk into his classroom but Amanda, the new girl mm-hmm. whose legs he just ogled outside. 
Correct, yes. And where would she be seated but right next to him? And what would she reach into her bag and pull out but a strawberry Pop-Tart, the very same breakfast pastry that Preston is consuming at that very moment? And that is the first of many uh, hardcore James life quotes from Can't Hardly Wait. The very same breakfast pastry that I was consuming at that moment is written on my soul. (laughs) And I don't know why. But <laughs> I had forgotten about it until now. And then I'm like, oh, right. This is the because as he when Denise is like, I've heard this story. I don't want to hear about your stupid connection with Amanda. Just so y'all know, this is the connection. Yeah. They both he, like strawberry pop tarts. The for, most popular flavor. Yes. For four <laughs> years, he has held on to this as the reason they are meant to be together forever, because they both like the most popular flavor of an extremely popular breakfast pastry. I have a question for you. Yes. Preston eating a strawberry Pop-Tart in class is fine. This is, you know, October. He's settled in at the school. He probably knows the teacher at this point. He was late. Like, by October, you know if the teacher is going to be comfortable with you eating breakfast in class or not. Right. It's Amanda's first day, and she just busts out a Pop-Tart... It's kind of ballsy. Yeah, that's uh, that's because Amanda doesn't give a fuck. Apparently, I wanted, I wanted to say it like, that like Tracy. I want to I want to hit it again. Doesn't give a fuck. Actually, that's more like Kyle. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get them mixed up. Um, yeah, that is very very ballsy. Um, I mean, unless she had that as like for a, a snack for later, and she sees him eating one, so she's like, oh, it must be fine. But she never looks up from her hair curtain, so I don't know how she could right. possibly have seen him eating a strawberry pop tart. Right. With all that hair in her. I don't know how she eats the Pop-Tart with all that hair in her face, to be honest. I feel like yeah. she's mostly going to eat hair, but... Maybe she just sets it near her um, and then consumes it with her mind. That could um, be. Maybe she just thinks about it. Um, fun piece of trivia. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see her face in the next uh, in next week's episodes, but the teacher of Preston's class is played by a woman named Jamie Donnelly, who played Jan in Greece, um, who is the... Oh. Uh, brusha, 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 yes. pan of toothpaste girl. Yeah. Um, which is how I'd prefer to think of her rather than what I think most people would call her, which was the fat one. Right. Even though she, she wasn't, wasn't fat. No. Right. No. <laughs> she wasn't. But compared to, <laughs> I guess compared to the others. Right. And she got paired up with the fat one of the, of the T-Birds. So also it's, not fat. <laughs> also not fat. But also 45 years old. So that's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so again, as with Stoner Guy last minute, if we see... Or, or two minutes ago or whatever. If we see her face, I'll do a more in-depth look at uh, the number of times she's played a character named Jan. I'll give you a hint. It's at least twice. Oh, um, okay. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, that, but for now, it's just going to remain a bit of can't hardly wait trivia because so far we've only seen the back of her head. So, yes. Um, yeah. Cool. So that's all I had. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at je underscore minute movies. Or individually, I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, alongside a bunch of other great shows, which, in addition to us, contribute to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Network. For $2 a month, you can get a lot of great bonus content. At some point around the time that this episode airs, probably, I will be watching Psycho Beach Party and mm-hmm. basically live 
it's live newslettering, but like I'm going to be taking notes as I watch. I did this yeah. for what was that clock movie that uh, I watched? It's about time. Amityville 1985. It's about time. I believe yes. was what it was called. Yes. Amityville something. It's about time. Yes. It was yeah. bad, but yeah. the experience of live reacting to it in the newsletter as I watched it was great. Yeah. So I'm going to do the same thing for Psycho Beach Party. I hope Psycho Beach Party is better, but given that it's rentable on Amazon for only $2, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot better. If you'd like to play along at home with Aaron's uh, live blog or live newsletter of uh, Psycho Beach Party, I would suggest going back and listening to our episode of Unabashedly Obsessed uh, called Murder Beach. Yes. When and, you were telling um, me about it, I was like, we wrote this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I pre- from what I've heard, it's basically Murder Beach, except for it was made first. But yes. whatever. <laughs> yes. In the James and Aaron multiverse, Murder Beach came first. We didn't know it existed until now. And exactly. we wrote Murder Beach like two years ago. Exactly. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go, join Patreon. There's lots and lots of good stuff. Yes. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. We're done. We're done. Podcast over. Yep. The end. Till Monday. And they ate Pop-Tarts <laughs> And they the ate sunset. Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> that could be our new sign-off. I'm going to go eat a Pop-Tart. <laughs> and I can't hardly wait. <laughs> there, oh, we're just going to combine bad sign-offs. <laughs> well, podcast done for this week. We'll see mm-hmm. y'all next week. And I can't hardly wait. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.